Hi, Michael. Hi, Shane. Uh, this is Dad Pods. This is episode some number. Yeah. Several. Episode several uh, of Dad Pods. The, uh, it's, a, it's a podcast that you and I do. It is. Yeah. We've done uh, many of them, some undetermined amount. Over we've done, less than 50. I've got to say we've done way more than I ever expected us to do. Yeah. We have been talking about this podcast for about two and a half years. Yeah. Uh, and then we finally did it. And what's weird is we didn't do it. We didn't start during the pandemic. It wasn't like one of those, hey, we've got extra time on our hands to do all this stuff. Let's go ahead and do this. We actually started before the pandemic when we were sort of juggling like, you know, I've got to take my kid to swimming. You've got mm-hmm. two girls to take to soccer and and softball and, yep. and doing all this stuff. We, we, we sucked it out during that time. That's right. I mean, uh, we probably only did like two episodes during that time, but, but we yeah. still did. We were, we we're did pre, it pre-pandemic. and we should get credit for that. We didn't, it wasn't like we just kind of, this isn't some sort of pandemic project. No, not at all. Not a PP. <laughs> PP. Pandemic. <laughs> pro- yes. Anyhow. And this marks the last of our great dive into comedy years. Comedy years. And why? It's just because we just haven't done any more work on other years. We There are years that we didn't even go into. Yeah. But just looking at, just kind of eyeballing them, they didn't they didn't have the depth of movies. There might be some with better movies, like that, you know, that, that, that are really good movies. And maybe we'll eventually go a deep dive into those movies. But like, yeah, well, when we look of, at this, yeah, the comedy year, we think of like, if you, for one week or whatever, wanted to just focus on a year and you only watch movies from that year, like how would you fill out that week? That's kind of the, not like looking for like, this is the best comedy movie. This is like, oh, this, I want to understand what that period of time was like. Like, yeah, like I had you digging through 1984 pop songs uh, over the weekend because there was this Rolling Stone record that had the best 100 singles from 1984. Mm -hmm. And the list was like amazing because it was during that year, just, just to give you guys an idea, just, uh, Madonna was charting with Like a Virgin. Uh, Prince had uh, uh, purple, the Purple Rain soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen's record was out, uh, Born in the USA. And Michael Jackson's Thriller was still on the charts. Plus you had 1984 from Van Halen. Right. You had just so many things from so many great artists that were all out at the same time. Yeah, it's it's quite remarkable for a time in pop culture, and and that's kind of what we're trying to capture with these. Yeah, exactly. Release by year. We're just doing it worse than Rolling Stone is. Yes. They're probably doing a little better. Yeah. Because they have the rights to like just like post like like six lines about a song and then link to the YouTube video mm-hmm. and it's just like clickbait. We're not doing that kind of thing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we're you know maybe doing some terrible lines from a movie, and maybe we're doing an impression of an actor badly. Yes. Uh, we also don't prep a lot. We don't. We don't do any prep. No. To show how much we didn't prep, we covered the year 1984 and while when we covered 1985 we mentioned the taylor swift album we've neglected 1989 1989 oh yeah we said that too we made that joke joke. but when we did 1984 we didn't make any you know van halen 1984 jokes i know which would have been insane yeah i did i did make up for it when i posted it i put a lot of puns about 1984 right and and some of the songs from that record but um the four of you, I don't think you got it. Yeah. Anyhow, kids, uh, you should listen to the album 1984 by Van Halen. Sure. Totally. Right now. Totally a good uh, listen. Pause this, go listen to that, and come back. Right. So let's talk about this year that we're discussing. Not not 2020. We don't want to talk no, about No, forget about that year. That's uh, a terrible year. What year are we going to discuss? We are talking about 1993. 
Very nice. So um, uh, sometimes I, I, I plan ahead and I think about like, oh, what was new in 1993? I didn't do that this time. So yeah. sorry, guys. Sorry. Right. Um, but uh, grunge was big, 1993. I, mm -hmm. I can remember that. Uh, I was a I was a freshman in college. Okay. So um so we've got our dishonorable mentions these are the movies that we're going to mention but not actually mention sure we either haven't seen them or they're terrible yeah so i'm going loaded weapon one that sounds terrible yeah so this was strangely enough so we're going to get to it in a second because uh another movie is on here so this was emilio estevez and sam jackson okay Kind of playing spoofs of Mel Gibson and Danny Glover in spoofing the Lethal Weapon movies. Right. So they called themselves Loaded Weapon 1. I don't know that they made a Loaded Weapon 2. Probably not. Um, I, I never saw this movie and I never will. Yeah, that's... It's funny because I think as their careers have gone on, Sam Jackson might now be more famous than, uh, than Glover. Emilio, oh, certainly more famous than Emilio Estevez. In fact... I think Sam Jackson wins whenever they do the which actor has made the most box office money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he's been in all the Marvel movies. He was in Star Wars. He was right. in The Incredibles. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's never been, like, the lead in any right. of those movies, but he's always been, like, you know, a bunch of movies. Yeah, he, he's everywhere. Yeah. So it's interesting to have him in this parody version of this. Of, of, of Danny Glover. He's right. certainly more famous than Danny Glover. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but at, at but the time. 19, but guys, not in 1993. Danny That's Glover right. was the total bomb. Mm -hmm. um, next movie is Untamed Heart. Have you ever seen this movie, Michael? I don't even know what this is. This movie is a weird movie. It's kind of a... Uh, there's a trend in the early 90s of making like these kind of heartfelt kind of comedies. They're kind of dramedies. Okay. This starred Christian Slater and okay. Marissa Tomei. Christian Slater gets like a heart transplant and it's a rom-com, but not like a crazy goofy rom-com. Okay. Uh, and it's not very good. Uh, he gets a heart transplant and I think he ends up being a better person because of it. And I think he might die at the end. I don't remember. Oh, that's not a very successful heart transplant. It's they not. don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So don't watch that movie. It's not very good. Uh, the next movie is Leprechaun. The only reason I mentioned that here is because it spawned a bunch of really terrible sequels. Yeah, wasn't there a Leprechaun back in the hood? Mm. Like, uh, mm -hmm. it's a it's a horror franchise. Comedy, a horror, horror. comedy. Yes, okay. small little green guy. I believe this one starred, quote unquote, starred Jennifer Aniston was in this. Oh, movie. I think this is maybe where she got her start. Interesting. Uh, so speaking of Loaded Weapon, this is a, a sequel that's a very similar type movie. This yeah. is Hot Shots Part Deux. Now, I did see this one. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm familiar with the Hot Shots franchise. So Hot Shots was sort of like a, 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 a take on the Top Gun movies. Yep. This stars Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez's brother. Right. <laughs> uh, and this is the sequel. Yeah. So the first one was, the first one was not terrible. No, it's all right. It's funny. The yep. second one, I don't know anything that distinguishes this one versus many of the others. So the only thing is instead of being a top gun parody this is now a rambo parody okay is this the one where he sh he shoots the chicken through the guy yes he shoots a chicken instead of an arrow with a bow and arrow with mm -hmm. a with an arrow with a bow yes and the chicken is the arrow exactly. and the chicken goes through somebody mm -hmm. 
Yes. Yeah. This is that what we did before YouTube. 1993 <laughs> kids. That was funny back in 1993. Yeah. yeah. Now you'd solve that joke with just like a, a GIF, <laughs> perhaps. And, and you're yeah. done. It would be a meme. Yeah. And that's it. That's 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 the extent of that humor. Yeah. So that's the only thing I remember about that about that movie. That's all you need. Uh, the next movie is Son in Law. Yeah. This is uh, this stars Polly Shore. I remember um, that. Yeah, kids out there, Google Polly Shore, mm -hmm. and then uh, come back to the podcast. And I, I actually, I'm just going to yeah. leave it at that. I, I kind of remember the tag, or I remember the trailer for this. I never saw the full movie. Yeah, it was like a fish out of water type type movie where he has to go to a. He gets married and then he becomes a farmer. Yeah. Uh, hey, buddy. Yeah, that's exactly That was, was Polly Shore's joke. And he was famous. 1993, for a while. guys. He made money. He was famous for a while. Interesting. Uh, next up, I have seen this one The Coneheads. The Coneheads. So, this is also a trend in the early 90s of making every successful SNL skit a movie. Yeah. And this was an older SNL sketch. Too. It was an older one. So, this is going back to the early days of SNL. Yeah, it's like the 70s. Yeah. This is this movie's not terrible. No. It's, it's okay. not good. No. Um, I don't know that, you know, this is a movie that's going to be available on a lot of streaming services. I wouldn't pay for it. No, no, no. But if it were free somewhere, like if it all of a sudden is a free on the HBO Max or what a, one of those other sure. ones that you pay for, eh, watch it. If I could imagine. Not, if there's not 17 other movies that are better that you should watch. Yeah. So here's the scenario where I imagine you watching this. You're on an airplane and they have a certain number of free movies. Right. There's nothing good that you haven't seen yet but this mm -hmm. is available. Yeah. But guys, it's November, 2020. Yeah. Don't go on an airplane. Oh yeah, definitely after. don't. Yeah. I'm talking about <laughs> the, the future times. Yes. Yes. I mean, by the time we get to editing and posting this thing, it might be, you know, April of 2021. Yeah. And we've already got vaccines and, and COVID is a thing of the past. Yeah. I can't wait. It'll be great. Uh, me too. Isn't it great? Because we'd be doing this podcast in person. We'd, yeah. actually, we'd actually care enough to be like, you know what? We can touch other people now. I'm going to drive up to Oregon, Mike, <laughs> and we're going to do a podcast in person. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how to, I don't know, single mic. We'll figure it out. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> we're so used to doing it this way. I, I don't know how we would ever yeah. do it differently. Yeah. Uh, the next one is kind of a cult classic. This is a good movie. Uh, I, will, I will say that I've actually never seen this. Movie. Okay, this one I will. That's a lot of people really like this movie. Mentions. Yeah, and I have seen it. It's a, so I married an axe murderer. It's yeah. it is Mike Myers before Austin Powers, and he's not playing. But playing, after Wayne's World. After Wayne's World, right? So he's still playing a character, but the character's more like just him. He's like a regular guy, right. and the, a lot of the humor he dresses up as other characters throughout it. Uh, and it's actually probably the most. Uh, even though the, the premise is a little weird, it's like, it's the least caricature of all of his. Of Mike Myers? Yeah, which is odd. Mike Myers is a really interesting sort of guy because he's like, we've I think we've talked about this before. He's got three hugely successful franchises. Yes. And then largely nothing else. Yeah, he, he might've tapped out. He figured out, and maybe it's a, it's, it's a story about how to like maximize everything that you have. And he figured out mm -hmm. absolutely everything he could do, which is cool. He might be the, the 90s comedy version of Stallone in the 80s. Yeah. Like Stallone had Rocky, Rambo. And did he have any other? 
Yeah, that's 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 it, man. That's his things, but that's about all he had. And I mean, he had the occasional one-off, like like Cobra wasn't terrible. Yeah, a lot of people remember over the top, <laughs> not for good reason. A reasons. lot of people remember that. I don't know why a lot of people remember that. That is largely a forgettable movie. Oh, it's the only arm wrestling movie you could find. So I think that's why. <laughs> okay. Anyhow, the next movie. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of uh, uh, movies that uh, are based on old TV things, the next one is the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, not a memorable TV it. show. <laughs> yeah, they made it. They made a live action movie of this. Yeah. Um, I never saw it. I know that they had the you know what I mean Vern guy as the as Judd Clampett. Yep. And then, and then they put like a like just random whoever swimsuit models and the I'm women sure. roles and then hunky guys in the male roles. And I, I don't know who went to see this. I, I can't imagine if people had really super fond memories of the original black and white TV show and they were dying to see this. Yeah. It makes no sense. Uh, the next one is Look Who's Talking Now. Okay. This is the sequel to Look Who's Talking. Yeah. That, oh, one the original was good. Yeah. The original was okay. Uh, this one, I don't know who... Um, uh who's talking mm. i think there might have been a, a sibling at one of them so the first one it was bruce willis as the baby i know at I, one of the sequels roseanne, roseanne Barr. Baby, yeah like he gets a, a sister i don't well fa- let's be fair i don't know if it was roseanne Barr or roseanne arnold at that point oh also true yeah uh roseanne Barr or arnold is a terrible person you shouldn't listen yeah, to her that's that's all we need to say about her yeah um the next movie. Yeah. So I thought about putting this lower in the, we could talk about it. I liked this movie when I was 21. Yeah. 19 when it came out. This was okay. But it's, it's the, it's the Kiefer Sutherland, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Charlie Sheen shows up again. Uh, who is, so it's the three Musketeers. Right. Uh, Oliver Platt. Tanyan was. Wasn't it Oliver Platt? Oliver Platt was one of the three musketeers. Yes. Yeah. So those are the three musketeers. And then Chris, uh, Robin from Batman and Robin. Oh yeah. Uh, Chris, something or other is Dirk yeah, Canyon. Yeah. <laughs> but something that I've always bothered me about the three musketeers story. Yeah. Is that there's four musketeers. Yeah. Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. Chris O'Donnell is yeah. D'Artagnan. Yes. So you have the three older, uh, musketeers, yeah. Athos, Porthos and Aramis. And then D'Artagnan is played by, uh, Chris Robinson, Chris, right. Chris Robinson, Chris, Chris O'Donnell. O'Donnell. And then, uh, and then the bad guy is Tim Curry in this yeah. version. Not bad. He plays the Cardinal Richelieu. It's not it's terrible. Okay. It's, yeah. you should watch, I mean, it's funny. It's probably on Disney plus. I'm having, I'm sure it is. Yeah. I, actually that one might actually hold up well for your kids if they ever get into the story. Yeah. But there's four musketeers. Doesn't that bother anybody? Uh, no, I mean, the candy bar has kind of, dominated that is that is that what it is is the candy bar which is clearly uh, now i will eat pretty much any candy bar that doesn't have coconut in it Mm -hmm. um three musketeers is not a terrible candy bar people like shit on it all the time excuse me really i didn't know who's who's doing that well people whenever they do those things on the internet you know where like one's gotta go where they give you Mm. a category of four things and and you've got to get rid of one nobody is keeping uh three musketeers or the milky way i see and they're Uh fine yeah, they're totally fine. I don't, hmm. you know, Doesn't... as dads, when we get our dad overs of like Halloween candy, where the kids stop caring about the Halloween candy about November yeah. 22nd and, and we are just looking at the bag and there's, you know, 
47 fun sizes left in there yeah we're gonna hit that and we're gonna like the the three musketeers it has chocolate that's all i care yes it does and nougat yeah nougat should be like a like a like a food group yeah why not all right movie we're not going to talk about <laughs> the last movie is beethoven second yeah. this was the sequel to beethoven which is about a large uh saint L- bernard a large dog i never saw beethoven second i never saw beethoven oh beethoven's okay I bet uh, this, so again, you know, for the kids, I think Beethoven would probably hold up. It's pretty inoffensive. It's all the comedy you could expect about a family owning a very large dog. Yes. Now the funny- There's lots of of jokes about drool. Yes. And and smell. Right. And a dog shaking and getting everybody- Getting wet, yeah, yeah. The thing about those movies is like, don't a lot of people already have a large dog? This, this isn't like talking about something particularly fantastical, like Harry and the Henderson right. having a Bigfoot. Uh, if you have a large dog, I mean, you've had a your dog was probably as large as, yeah. as Beethoven. It's not it's not as funny as they make it out to be. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just a dog. Anyhow, yeah. Okay, that, so now awesome. so now we're gonna get to the actual movies that we're gonna talk about. Right, and there's some pretty decent ones here. Yeah, so we're gonna start with. So this is a classic kid baseball movie. Yeah. And Uh, we've mentioned before, we're kind of both suckers for baseball movies. mm -hmm. And this was a really good era for baseball movies. Yeah. I think there's two of them in this season, in this year. Yeah. And it was sort of an era of like several of like kid baseball movies. Yeah. So this movie is The Sandlot. Yeah. And I think a lot of people that are more, not our generation, but more like the Zoomer, I guess millennials, Sure. Zoomers are too too young. Yeah. This was, Somebody that's like 35 years old right now. Yeah, so that would be a millennial. That they have really fond memories of this movie. And I yeah. I remember it's 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 a good movie. Like it is. I think kids so now would like it. kids playing baseball. It's probably set in the 70s or 60s something like that. Mm-hmm. And so they're just playing like their neighborhood baseball game and the characters they create are just terrific. So the main character is kind of the the heartfelt writer character he wants to belong but he's not really a baseball guy yep he likes baseball but he can't play yep um but he happens to have an extra ball at one point that's uh signed by babe ruth <laughs> which is like the most valuable baseball you could possibly have yeah don't they don't, decide, don't don't play, play with that ball yeah, that's yeah a don't, bad idea. don't take it out of the glass and play with it yeah um but just kind of like it's it's clearly it's like a it's like stand by me but with baseball yeah good movie yeah uh next movie up i i vaguely remember this it's benny and june the only reason i'm kind of this is kind of i i feel like this is when johnny depp made his star turn people remember yeah because johnny depp was good in it and that's the only thing about this movie i remember i actually don't remember the plot it's a rom-com with her him and uh oh short blonde-haired actress from the late 80s and 90s anyway um sure <laughs> yeah i mean so so johnny depp has had his sort of moments of being problematic the last couple of years mm-hmm. um there were some allegations of uh, uh spousal violence yeah which apparently were disproven they were disproven however he did lose that court case in i think british court okay uh and he was forced to leave the harry potter franchise mm he was in like the fantastic sure. beasts movies so but anyway yeah i think he was largely proven that like yes there was probably some violence but it was like mutual violence I it see. was like each there 
neither of them are pretty pretty good people. Sounds there like lots it, of yeah. drugs and alcohol involved. Don't uh, yeah. Hmm. Maybe don't do that. Yeah. Don't be don't be violent, guys. Yeah. Girls. Uh, okay, so this movie, I remember it had like a lot of stuff of Buster Keaton, right? Like one of the characters. Yeah. So really into it. he does the whole, I think he sticks forks into like rolls and makes yeah. the little dancing things. He does lots of little um, really creative physical type comedies type stuff in this movie. Okay. It's a very cute movie. I remember being sweet. All right. Uh, next up. Uh, the next up is much ado about nothing. This is the Shakespeare classic. Right. And this is uh, David um, Branagh. Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. All right. <laughs> Branagh. So this is Brilliant. the, this is the, I think this is the first sort of Branagh that did really well in the States. So he had gotcha. done some several stuff before, like his Henry V is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so this has got, it's got him and Emma Thompson back when they were uh, a couple. Mm-hmm. It's got, I think this has got Keanu Reeves and uh, Denzel and a couple of other people. Michael uh, Keaton. Some of this. Michael Keaton's in this movie. Yeah. Uh, this is a great version of Much Do About Nothing. If you like Much Do About Nothing, if you like Shakespeare, hmm. it's um, it's kind of true to the Shakespearean idea. It's like a set in a, I think it's an Italian countryside right. town. Uh, it's it, if you like Shakespeare, which I do, this mm-hmm. is a movie you should see. All right. Pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Next movie I have seen. <laughs> I have too. Yeah, and I, I like this movie. It's called Dave. Yeah, and it's a the, funny movie. It is a funny movie. It, it's it's one of those early presidential movies, and the, the whole plot is that this is ridiculous, guy, but it's, it's it's great. Super ridiculous. A guy named Dave happens to be a dead ringer for the president. Looks just like him. Yeah, and the uh, and makes and makes a, like a career of being like a, a a presidential impressionist. Right, until one day the president enters a coma. Right, and uh, they the White House taps Dave to be the president for a while. Right, and he's better. Yeah, he's actually a better president than. A, yeah, he like uh, so it's uh, played expertly by Kevin Klein. Yep. Who, kids out there, go watch just about every Kevin Klein movie from about 1983 to yeah. 1997. He's just terrific. Might be a forgotten actor. Like I don't think people will think of the 90s and remember him as like one of the great comedic actors, but he's actually yeah. really really good. Like he's been in yeah. a lot of great This movies. movie's amazing. He probably should have been nominated for awards from this mm-hmm. for this performance cuz he's the best thing about this movie. Yeah. This movie is kind of it's kind of silly and a lot of the supporting roles I don't really buy, but uh, he's really good. Cuz it's got a lot of the cartoony sort of um, you know hard political operatives that are oh we're not going to do that we're not going to help mm-hmm. people rah, 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 rah. yeah i believe sigourney play, weaver plays the first lady yep who likes the impre- impersonator better than the real president yeah because the real pre- president's kind of a dick and uh yeah yeah dave is not dave good movie good movie like, yeah kevin klein go watch kevin klein movies yeah uh the next movie uh i really like this movie too i do it, too uh, <laughs> it it's one of the last great Schwarzenegger movies. Yep. Um, but it's uh, Last Action Hero. Yeah, and this one totally bombed when it came out, but I actually thought this was really well done. So this is Jim Cameron too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this was meant to be kind of a a real a realized spoof of action movies, mm-hmm. um, but it didn't play it 
it didn't play itself like the way like a movie like Airplane were, or we right. even mentioned like Hot Shots Part Two. It wasn't goofy like that. Yeah. But it it totally it was it was goofy in the way that sort of the Scream franchise is like a spoof of of horror movies. Right. Almost like a pastiche, right? Instead of like yeah. a, a full on. It's parody. very self referential. Like it was it was a movie within a movie. It was it was it was clever. I thought. Yeah, and it had a lot of, it really explores the action movie tropes and like, yeah. makes fun of them while making mm-hmm. fun of itself. Um, yeah. I, this is a dad, dad correction here. It wasn't uh, Cameron. It was John McTiernan, another great actor. Oh, movie. sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, McTiernan uh, directed Die Hard, so he's got the- So that was a dad mission. That was not Jim Cameron. Yeah, dad um, mission there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's worth watching. Probably a little overlooked. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was really funny, um, clever. Some of the action is really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it totally makes fun of the fact that like, you know, Schwarzenegger is like a, a single dad with this amazingly hot daughter. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, mom has died in a horrible crash or, or something like, you know, ridiculous. It's just, nothing makes sense. Yeah. Nothing makes sense. It's just, it's silly. And it's, but it takes itself seriously. Right. And in a funny way. So anyway, uh, next movie. Uh, is rookie of the year yeah and i really like this movie and i screened it Didn't for we talk about this movie we did podcast yeah because yeah. uh screened it for the kids totally mm-hmm. holds up kids liked it so this is the year it came out <laughs> i guess that's the yeah so this is the this is the kid that, this is the one that plays for the cubs yes and 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 becomes an amazing pitcher until the very end when he loses his ability right yeah it's a very typical wish fulfillment kind of movie uh so like a that this is a plot that happens a lot of movies. There's another one called like Like Mike, where a kid gets magic sneakers and he can suddenly play basketball like Michael Jordan. Uh-huh. This, this is a trope that'll show up in many, Teen many Wolf. Movies. Teen Wolf, yeah. Same thing. Kid can't play basketball, suddenly can play basketball. That's it. Yeah, and gets gets furry too. Yeah, yeah. Rookie of the year, funny movie. Uh, next one. Next one is Hocus Pocus. Yeah, and this movie's definitely had a resurgence now with the millennials. Like, it I know has. it wasn't very popular when it came out. It wasn't. I actually just recently saw it. Yeah. And I'm going to say it's okay. Totally okay, right? It's actually yeah. getting a, se- a prequel now. because. Oh, is it really? Okay. Yeah, because of this newfound oh, popularity. Okay, so it's about three witches yep. played by Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy, who was really popular in the late 80s, early 90s, yep. and Sarah Jessica Parker. Yep. Uh, they want to eat children. Yes. They, to, to become immortal. They suck out the life force of kids. And mm-hmm. that's yeah. It's live. like, uh, so what's weird is you have these, these three actually fairly famous actresses mm-hmm. at the moment, at the time, playing the three witches, but then like, there's no one else in the movie that's even remotely recognizable. Yep. Maybe a couple have gone on to something, but you're just like, who's that? Like, it wasn't like we didn't get like a young, like, uh, you know, person that became something, you mm-hmm. know, in the year 2012. Like we didn't get like a 12 year old Jeremy Renner or something like that. Nope. Where you're just like, you're just like, huh, none of these kids actors became anything. And they didn't like become like the, the, you know, um, it, it does have uh, Thora Birch in it as the young one. That's right. So that's the most she famous. Disappeared. She disappeared yeah. off the face of the earth when she was like 25. So that's right. 
Yeah, totally strange. Uh, nowadays, I don't think that would happen. I think they just sort of put in Disney TV show stars. As, and I think that's probably it. Yeah, because yeah, this is a Disney Plus movie. You can go see it. Yep. Uh, see it around the Halloween. It's it's cute. Yeah, it's every Halloween it gets popular again, which is uh, it's I don't know. It's just amazing that it's found this resurgence. So apparently, kids of that era really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is probably one of those movies that you know with. VHS and DVD rentals got more popular than it did during the pop. The, the yeah, office. I think we're finally hitting the, the point in pop culture where like Gen X, our time is up. Where like a lot of these 80s revivals were popular for a while because you know we were mm-hmm. sort of the, the height of uh, nostalgia pop culture, but now it's like 90s nostalgia pop culture is, is becoming the norm with the millennials hitting their 30s. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so yeah, hocus pocus. Um, Next movie, I remember liking this when it first came out. I don't know that I've seen this again, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of, I'm really a sucker for Mel Brooks movies. This is Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, and I've seen this. I saw this a lot when it came out. Like um, I was a really big fan at the time. Um, I think the only minor contrast. So Dave Chappelle's in this, which is if I remember right. Oh wow, I don't remember that. I but think okay, he's, I think he plays a minor role. I, I hope that's. I know correct. that Carrie Elwes plays the lead. <laughs> yep. And I can't even remember this who the bad, bad guy is. <laughs> yeah. But like, there, there's a lot of, I, I remember either recently some minor controversy where people are like, oh yeah, because it's, it's slightly homophobic with like the name. And I think that that's, that's the extent of it. Like they're like, oh yes, they're men in tights. And that's, that's kind of it. I think there's a musical number. There is a musical number, which is a more making fun of musical numbers, if I recall. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mel Brooks is somebody that you can go back and look at movies with a 2020 eye mm-hmm. um, and, and, and probably see things that you probably shouldn't do. True. Blazing Saddles, there's like the whole, like that movie, if it were edited down for 2020, yeah. it'd be about 25 minutes long. There is a bit of historical context. And it would just be, yeah. and it would just be the fart scenes around the uh, yeah. campfire. Which would be yeah. funny and punching the horse. Punching the horse. That, hmm. I don't know if that would hold up. Eh. Well, but, yeah. he does talk about I, it. I liked this movie. It's funny. Yeah. It's a total spoof of Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. Which had just come out, right? The the Robin Hood uh, Kevin Costner Costner movie. movie yeah. yeah. Uh, which is also not good. No, that movie is not good at all. <laughs> you know what? They haven't made a, a Robin Hood movie that's any good since like Errol Flynn. And if yeah. you want somebody that doesn't hold up, mm-hmm. Errol Flynn should mm. be canceled but yeah he's also dead so you can't ah. a lot more. that's done <laughs> yeah. next up so next movie is shortcuts mm-hmm. i admit so i'm gonna i'm gonna do here's a dad admission or dad mission um i probably should have put this in the dishonorable mentions but it's a robert altman movie okay who's really well respected and um the hipster dad and me mm-hmm. didn't want to do that i've never seen this movie <laughs> well i haven't either so okay it's in this section so, is kind of bad. so we'll just we'll just put this back into the dishonorable mentions i just couldn't put it as a dishonorable mention because it's like oh it's robert altman and this i remember this one was like nominated for all kinds of awards it's supposed to be really good it's supposed to be like a hollywood self-referential movie yeah so cool and hip and 1993 and but i'm not we're just going to move on at the time i skipped it and probably watched robin hood men in tights again there we go. Or this next movie, which I've probably seen 18 times. Yeah, this is very popular. Uh, yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. 
Mrs. Doubtfire came out, and it's not one of our favorite three. Yeah, it's it's good. It's uh, Robin mm-hmm. Williams. It's this is actually one of his more famous roles, I would say. It might be his most famous. Uh, I don't know, Genie. Uh, I don't know. He's he's done a lot of really good movies. This yes, is I mean Robin Williams is like the goat. Yeah, so. and this could have been easily. Uh, in fact, maybe if I think about it somewhere, it would go up there. I didn't see this as often as some of the other mm-hmm. movies, which is the only reason why I didn't put it higher. But it is, it's really funny. Uh, so this is a guy who loses custody of his kids, mm-hmm. and uh, he's an actor. Uh, San Francisco, I, I believe. Oh, I, I didn't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So he protect, he uh, gets a makeup artist friend of his to uh, dress him up as a old woman nanny, and he becomes his kid's nanny. Yeah. Just so he can be closer to them. It's like a... Uh, a more wholesome version of Tootsie. <laughs> like, yes, yes. I mean, there are some some weird parts of it, but we're we're not going to going all. Yeah, there. it's not super weird. I thought it was mostly a family film. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. I think um, I think there's. I've I've read about this that there's um, because Robin Williams got on set and mostly improved everything that he did. Mm-hmm. There are like three cuts of this movie. There's a PG-13 cut, which is, I think was what was released. There's an R-rated cut. Oh, gosh. And there's there's actually an X-rated cut. <laughs> <laughs> because he can get he can get pretty dirty. So, um, so, yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire. It's a funny movie. Yeah, and since it's Robin Williams, I'm sure that X-rated cut is actually awesomely hilarious. I would totally pay to see that. Yeah. And that would be one of those ones if they put that out on one of those services where you have to pay an extra $20 to watch. It would be I would, Yeah, yeah I would watch it. Yeah, I would totally do it. The next movie, have you seen this movie? I have seen this movie. Okay. Yeah. What is it? Uh, Six Degrees of Separation. So yeah, based on a play, if I recall. It is based on a play and a, and a concept. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so this is uh, this was Will Smith's first like movie movie. Right, and uh, that's done, why the movie done... was famous, right? Because yeah, it's also a really good movie. He's really good it's in this comedy. He's yeah. really good in this. Yeah. And in fact, since this is his start, it's kind of funny that he goes on to do so many like, you know, comedies after this, yeah. comedies and action movies. But like he's mm-hmm. he's so good in this that you you immediately assume that he's just going to take on a dramatic acting career. Right now, this is this is considered like a it's a comedic dramedy. It's like a yeah. dramedy, right? It's yeah. a, it's it's that. But so it's he's a grifter. Yep. Kind of, and he takes advantage of uh, his situation. T- right. Takes advantage of liberal guilt. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a comedic drama, uh, the dramedy version of get out. Maybe, I don't know. I'm not quite sure how I'd put it. I think it's, it's very similar. A movie that comes out maybe a couple years after this, I always, I always, I always kind of think about them too. Like uh, the talented Mr. Ripley. Mm-hmm. I always think about it in kind of a similar bent. Yeah. And in both of them, they were star making roles for, for right. guys. I mean, Will right. Smith became the biggest star in the world for a while. Matt Damon becomes one of the biggest stars in the world for a while. Yeah. It's a good movie though. And uh, I haven't seen it in forever, but it would be interesting to go back just to see. It's also not one of those movies. It's so some of these movies that we, 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 we've seen a hundred times. Yeah. Like a couple of our favorites that we're going to talk about. And it's like, I mean, I've seen these so many times I could quote lines Yeah, yeah. like back at you. This is a movie that was really good. I remember being like, wow, Will Smith. Yeah. He's not just the fresh Prince. Yeah. yeah that, that's <laughs> the point of this movie. Yeah. So this next movie I probably could have put in the dishonorable mentions because it's not great. <laughs> it's not. 
Um, but uh, I think it's it's also probably a movie that I've seen six or seven times. Yeah, only because of when it came out, I think. Yeah. So it's Wayne's World 2. Yep. Remarkably the same year as So I Married an Axe Murderer. Yeah. And remarkably the same jokes as Wayne's World. It's exactly the same jokes. Yeah. Like basically extended, like the same jokes mm-hmm. and uh, almost like how Austin Powers 2 and 3 are basically exactly the same as Austin Powers 1. Yeah. That's what this movie I, is. Yeah. So uh, at some point, in the middle of this film, it feels like it stopped being like, uh, like a, just an extended Wayne's world skit and more like a goofy sort of send up of popular movies from, from all the times. Like right. they, they have like a, a, gra- a graduate or not, not graduate, but the, yeah, they do the graduate. Yeah, so. They do the graduate in this one. Right. Or is that the yeah. first one? I don't remember, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think it's this one because he's marrying Tia Carrera in this one. I think the other guy marries Tia Carrera. Like Rob Lowe starts to marry Tia Carrera, right? Isn't that the plot? Is I Rob Lowe in this movie? I can't remember. Could hmm. be. <laughs> or am I confusing Tommy Boy? They were all, they were kind of all the same movie. Yeah. Tommy Boy was better, but no, Tommy Boy is a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, don't don't see this one. <laughs> That's the. <laughs> <one. laughs> but we included it in in the uh, the regular part just because probably like by accident. Part. Yeah, Wayne's World's a good movie, but you know. Yeah. So the last one before we get to our favorites is Grumpy Old Men. Yeah. This, this is remember... Jackman and Walter Matthau, mm-hmm. who were amazing actors, comedic actors in their prime. Yep. Um, Some Like It Hot is one of the greatest movies of all time. You yeah. should watch that one. That's got Jack Lemmon. Uh, uh, Walter Matthau was in the original um, uh, Bad News Bears, as mm. well as... I think he was in the original um, the Odd Couple. Hmm. Um, but yeah, you should watch that movie. Uh, this one is funny. Yeah. Actually. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot of, hey, I'm old jokes. Totally. Uh, one of the few old men movies, though. And uh, this one I do remember being pretty darn funny. It's yeah. The plot is these two old guys who are best friends. Uh, suddenly... Uh, old an older uh, woman moves into the neighborhood. It's quite attractive. Quite it was Anne Margaret? Yeah. Who even in her sixties looked damn good. Right, and both men are competing for her affection. Yeah, they got thirsty. Yeah, it's old man thirst movie, and it's pretty funny. Yeah. All right, here we come to our favorites. Yep. So let's uh, let's do the top one last because yep. we share that one. Yep. And I think you and I both agree that's the best movie that year. I think pretty easily, yeah. Okay. So I'll do my two, you do your two, then we'll do our two together. Okay. So uh, my first favorite is Sleepless in Seattle. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is a classic Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks movie. Is this the first one with the two of them? No, that was Joe versus Volcano. Oh, okay. That, we don't count that. <laughs> Why? I like Joe Vinicius with Volcano. Yeah. I, don't in the I, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't think you'll have many people agree with you on that one. Uh, you know, I don't care. I like Joe versus Volcano. Okay. Um, so what's interesting about this movie, it's Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. They actually have no dialogue. Hmm. At together. all. Together. They don't meet at the end? I... They meet at the end, but they don't, I don't oh. think they say anything to each, each other. I think they uh, they look at one another, and Tom Hanks's son says something to her. Okay. 
and they might say something like, hi, I'm Annie. Hi, I'm whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're holding hands at the top of the, uh, the, uh, it's Empire State, right? Empire State building. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they have any hmm. real dialogue. So the, the shtick of this movie is that she is a, a woman living on the East Coast. Uh, I think like the Baltimore area or something like that. Okay. And she hears a radio show call in where uh, Tom Hanks calls, has, has his son has called in. Mm-hmm. He has lost his wife to cancer or something like that. Okay. And uh, he calls in and talks about how much he loved his wife. And she falls in love with him because of what he has said. Mm-hmm. And then um, mostly his son has has sort of created this kind of relationship back and forth with this woman on the East Coast who kind of falls for him. And then mm-hmm. they, yeah. So, and then they agree to meet at the uh, Empire State Building. And the best parts about this movie are the side characters. So Tom Hanks' kid, Tom Hanks' um, like sister and brother-in-law played by his real-life wife, I believe, Rita Wilson. Okay, okay. Uh, and then uh, Rosie O'Donnell is actually uh, amazing as Meg Ryan's best friend. I do remember that. Like that was like a big role for Rosie yeah. O'Donnell. Yeah. It's funny and sweet. Now, is this kind of plot, would this be completely different with the internet now? Like now you'd have- Oh yeah, they'd be on Tinder or something like that. <laughs> it's a very or, different movie. Like, there's some sort of creepy, I lost my wife to tragedy sex website, something like that. Yeah, or- I just wonder, like some of the, all of the setup, like the talk radio thing, like does that even still exist? Like all of these things that just don't work. I don't anymore. know if they have like so it was like based on a, like like because there was lots of like love lines and stuff like that back mm-hmm. in the late '80s, early '90s. I don't know if those are there anymore. Right. Where you have like these live radio shows, because any kind of live, any like podcast where you've got calls, call-in mm-hmm. shows, those those guests are so. Um, uh, they do so much screening on them right? and making sure that they're going to be interesting. You would never have the sort of the spontaneous sort of thing where the kid is calling up and then all of a sudden the father picks up the phone. Right. Right. Yeah. Like none of this would work. So it's just, it's interesting to me. Yeah. So it's a movie of the times. Yeah. Uh, So uh, my next movie Mm -hmm. is uh, the, uh, I think this is Linklater's first movie. Yeah, I believe so. I'm not always, did he do like Slacker or something like that? That was like he might have done one before that. Yeah, it might have been Slacker. But this is Dazed and Confused. Mm-hmm. This movie starts the careers of so many actors. Yeah, this is this is a big one for a lot of people. This is a big movie. This is, uh, um, and there's no plot to this movie. It's just teens near graduation in like Austin, Texas, having a party all night long. Yeah, and that's that's it. That's yeah. that's your plot, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so, but the. Like the guys that the people that got st- their starts on this movie, I think, are um, Matthew McConaughey, who mm-hmm. gives the full McConaughey in this role. Oh yeah, this is anybody. This is this McConaughey up to the hilt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like be a, cool, a whole lot cooler if you did. That yeah. comes from this movie. Yeah. This the line uh, about uh, that's what I like about high school girls. I keep getting older and they keep staying the same age. Yep. Uh, this movie starts the career of Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. It's a this the, yeah, this movie starts the career of Renee Zellweger. Yep. It's got, uh, uh, I believe, uh, Mila Jovovich is in this movie, and that's oh. her first movie too. I didn't realize that. <laughs> that's yeah, a yeah. That's a lot of. There's a lot of people in this movie, hmm. and yeah. it's really funny. It's really funny. Yeah, 
it's definitely uh that is one of those those classic comedies that people really mm-hmm. enjoy i it's not one of my favorites i think it's okay i mean it, it, it's good for what it is it's, i'm a link later guy i, I yeah. wouldn't watch anything you did fair enough uh all right we're getting to the, the ones that i had picked so uh first up for me is cool runnings this the one jamaican is like jamaican bobsled movie movie jamaican bobsled movie uh i think this is again probably on disney plus i haven't looked but like we probably hold up pretty well it's funny you got your john candy in it one of his last roles i know it's very sweet it's a uh, inspiring not exactly accurate to history if i remember right but. no but you can you can you can you can have your kids watch this and be like it's based on a true story there was a jamaican bobsled team yes there was yeah and i think a lot of the, the things still still apply uh you know got your olympic spirit got mm-hmm. spirit of competition yeah. it's fun it's good and a lot of fish out of water jokes it's good tons yeah. uh next up this one now we have seen this recently it holds up very well actually both of these movies this is the sequel. this is one of those two that the sequel is often gar- regarded as much better than the first one there's a lot of great things in this one that that are missing from the first one so they, they take the concept of the first one and they, they extend it we should tell them what this movie is yeah this is adam's family values the sequel yes. to the adam's family and uh there are so many things in this movie that hold up really well and uh you know with the you've got Wednesday and Pugsley, they go to summer camp, which is actually a scene that people meme about all the time because some of the, the funniest lines from Wednesday happen here. Like that's a, you know, like the, the kids say, you know, my mom says babies come from the storks and like our parents had sex. It's, there's lots of, there's a great performance by uh, Joan Cusack. It's like the whole plot is around her trying mm-hmm. to marry uh, uh, Uncle Fester. And, you know, she's a, she's a serial killer. <laughs> it actually works really well. Uncle Fester were played by Christopher Lloyd. A great performance by Christopher Lloyd. You get to see the whole Adams family, you know, the, all of them show up again and they're all like weird and, and kooky. It um and the effects hold up really well too. So this is another good one to see. <laughs> Picked a lot of good ones for the for the family. This one is a good one. And it's a uh, pretty darn funny. Great cast. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we come to our last one. Here it is. Here it is. So uh, this is one of those movies, we sometimes say this, where if you put this in your top five of all time, we'd have no argument with you. Yep, totally. You should. Uh, this is Groundhog Day. Yeah. Classic I, I should say, this is Groundhog Day. What, what was that again? <laughs> this is Groundhog Day. Yeah. It's, this is a great movie. Uh, you probably already know about it. The plot. Ned Ryerson. <laughs> Sorry. Phil? Phil Connors? I thought it was you. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a great movie. Is that it's so good that uh now this kind of plot has just they've just they just redo the plot. Yeah. Different content. They don't even bother to like cite it or just there's no They're like, no, we we've the movie made a genre. Mm-hmm like Groundhog Day style movies. And I guess it just didn't yeah. exist before. Groundhog Day style movies. And like every good TV show has had some sort of like homage to it too. Yeah, it should. Where like, like somebody is reliving the same thing over and over again until they figure out something, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, to me, it's amazing that the, this kind of concept, you know, they talk about how there's what, it's only seven unique stories, Boy Meets Girl or whatever. And 
this this must be one of the unique stories because yeah this is not really a boy meets girl kind of thing though there is sort of a romantic element to it but that's not yeah. what it's about no that's just part of the overall story mm -hmm. yeah yeah this this is definitely worth watching and mm -hmm. uh you know you owe it to yourself to see it because it it holds up darn well yeah and it's bill murray absolutely throwing 97 on the corners i mean yeah. it's he's so good all right we've done it we have 1993 1993 um dad bot of the week um Ooh. do we want to go candy i mean he's a little overweight for a dad bot of the week yeah a little bit but uh you know when when you have some good john candy appearances then maybe you just got to use it maybe um because we could also maybe go yeah kevin klein is probably not a dad guy too thin ah. yeah i would never i don't know if bill murray would be a dad mm. he doesn't give off dad yeah uh, i mean raul julia and adam's family values is not terrible it's pretty good it's john candy john candy Let's go with it. He's the tragic dad that dies a little too young. Yeah. Rest in peace. We love you, John Candy. John Candy. So, yeah. So, uh, next time we're going to have to come up with a different shtick. It's going to be all different. It's going to be all different. So, stick with us. Uh, rate, review, require, whatever re our E word you want to do. Yeah. Follow us on the, the Facebook. And on the, the socials and stuff. We don't really post or anything or do anything <laughs> or ever. in any way. Um, but follow us for reasons yes please do all right okay. well thank you shane bye bye